Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. Welcome to the APR Podcast, a.k.a. the Annexation of Puerto Rico. We are the new football podcast, giving you all the ins and outs of this upcoming week. So we are giving you all of our hot picks for both the betters and the fantasy GMs. I am your host, Big Ballin' Ben Larson, here with the buddies, the three amigos. We got Jordan, Stacks on, Stacks on, Stacks, Lats, Puddles, and my boy, Steady Eddie. Yes, sir. It looks like, Jordan, we have a little bit of a debt for you to pay today. you got to pony up and get this paid. We do, man. Sam Darnold let me down this week. And Shocker. I owe Puddles a shot. Shots, 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 shots. Before we do this, we're going to put this uh, up on the story on our Instagram as well so y'all can see that I'm really doing this. All right. Cheers, fellas. Here we go. Handle it. And down the gullet. All right, the debt has been paid. There we go. Even right. Steven. Yep. Well, we'll see what comes up either this week or next week. I'm sure. I'm sure shots will sure be passing around. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, lose, he'll lose another bet. Yep. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna look at this uh, this sports week. We've got the Packers and uh, and the Lions on a bye week, but hey. The way things are going, we, we may see a lot of teams that are not playing. So this week, we've got more positive COVID cases coming out. The Titans added two more players just over last night, you know, making it a total of 11 players. Uh, Patriots had another uh, player, uh, Stefan Gilmore, who had a really close conversation with our favorite homie, Patrick Mahomey. Um, you know, Raiders have Maurice Hurst testing positive, you know, Man, the Raiders are a joke. Over half a million in fines because of the COVID activities. You know, yeah, personally, what's up, Eddie, what's up with that? What's up? With, what's up with the Raiders? Fuck over a there? mask, bro. We don't need masks in this world. Yeah, uh, personally, I'm worried about the NFL right now, uh, more so than I was with the MLB. So, fellas, I gotta ask, like, what's happening with football? And do you guys think we're gonna have a break? You think we're gonna be a, a canceled season, or nah. you know, do we push through this? Dude, it's the NFL. I mean that. They're gonna end up getting guys from the grocery store to end up playing if they have to. Like, yeah, I don't. Keanu Reeves is coming out of retirement. <laughs> I I don't see the NFL taking a break at, at the very least. I mean, if they do, maybe one week. I heard that, uh, today that they actually had like a ten week season in in uh, place in case anything like uh, came up like this. But yeah, man, it's crazy. Stephen Gilmore tested positive. He had that handshake and uh, close encounter with Patrick Mahomes. And if Patrick Mahomes gets COVID, I mean, he's like the best player in the league. He's like the yep. face of the league right now. Like, what do you do? Changes everything. Yeah, you know, maybe he just doesn't I play mean, on Sunday. I mean, if you ask me, well, 
see, that's the thing. It's a bit of a, uh, uh, not a competitive disadvantage to be able to have to play with guys being COVID. And I believe the Patriots had to fly the same day and fly back the same day as they played. Now they weren't going to beat the Chiefs anyway, but that's it's hard to play in those kind of conditions, to be honest with you. I mean, at the same time, though, this, this year is just going to be a different year. It's been like that for every sport. Like, basketball didn't think they're going to play in a bubble. Hockey didn't, you know what I mean? Like, baseball didn't think they were going to play in front of no fans, even though they don't play in front of fans anyway, because no one watches baseball. Uh, but, uh, but at the same time, like, I think this is, you kind of have to roll with what's given to you. You know, it's like, even though COVID, yes, is. Uh, something that we're all dealing with and it's extremely serious but it was the same thing if you got a flu right like if a guy got a flu he missed the game like if the flu went through the whole team they missed you know they missed that game or whatever so all the time that's not the it's same. essentially the same thing though yeah it is it's we just, have it's a, we a have a, we have they have medicine cures for the flu you could take a shot for the flu you can't do anything for covid they have nothing yet it's nope. just well, right, yeah, but we don't know how there's long no it, difference it as far as games are going to go. But well, it NFL's going to play no matter what. It could definitely yeah, yeah. be a difference how games go because if you get those star players out, like we're seeing on on the Patriots, right, right. then then yeah, every team going against the Patriots is going to have an easier game. You know, if you play yeah, the but Patriots I mean, players with get Gilmore hurt all the time, and Cam, yeah, but. Okay, but then you've got two of the top players. Let's look at the Titans who but, have eleven I mean, players I, out right now. If it's if it's like a controllable situation, because I mean, the NFL has guidelines, like they have protocols in place of what players should and shouldn't be doing, what teams should and shouldn't be doing. And that's why the Raiders got fined is because they're at a charity event with people from outside the organization, yep. with just regular people and they're maskless. And that's like where you can have those kind of situations arise like the Tennessee right. Titans have. And then the Titans are out there practicing when they shouldn't be practicing. Like who knows who has COVID on that team? I mean, these are situations where I think that these teams should have to forfeit because they're breaking the protocol. Now, if it's a situation where, like, you know, you don't know a player has it or he doesn't, he tests negative for like three consecutive days and he ends up having it and it causes an event, maybe like the Stephen Gilmore situation, I think that's when you have to look at it and say, hey, like, we might have to pause the league because that's not fair to the Chiefs, you know? I mean, Stephen Gilmore tested negative three consecutive days to be able to play that game, and then he tests positive two days later. But that's so, why you don't rush it. you got to give it time. I mean, they made the Patriots fly to and from the same freaking day. I mean, they gave right, them that's no— Right, that's what I'm saying. And it's not fair to the—like, if it were to happen, if the Chiefs were to have an outbreak because of that, like, that's not fair to them. Whereas, Agreed. Like, Whereas the Agreed. Titans and the Raiders, like, they literally created that situation themselves. So, like, they should have to forfeit that game. They should add like a couple extra weeks, like a week 18 and a week 19, you know, for teams that have to make up some games because of COVID. Yep. I think that's just, an easy solution. I think it's difficult, though, because if you're like Philadelphia, for example, like you can't be playing in a game in January, middle of January in Philadelphia or middle of February. Like, bro, it's like negative degrees out there. It's ridiculous. Especially imagine playing a game in the middle of January or February in Green Bay, dude. <laughs> Because this isn't like baseball where you can play a double header, you know. These guys, yeah, no, you can't right. play more than once a week, you know. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, this but is like, unprecedented, what, obviously, so who yeah, knows what course. they're going to do. Like, my question, though, is, like, what happens in week 13 when you have the Jets who are 0-13 oh, or 1-12 and, and they're playing, a, you know, a nothing, means nothing week? Like, you think the players are going to sit and, like, do their quarantine and do their bubble? Like, what does it matter for them? You know, why their season's over. Like they're still I professionals mean, the and they're still of, getting paid. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, can you? I mean, professionals, yeah, they're still getting paid, yeah, but like they the get paid by the game, high. bro. If they don't play in the game, they don't get paid. No, I get it, but I'm just saying the interest isn't going to be quite as there. Like, what's the you know what's going to stop them? Like, deter them? Like, everyone's like still technically in it right now, right? Right, but, but if you're a professional, like, dude, it's your fucking job. Like, if you go to your job half-assed, like, they they're not going to be on a team the following year. I mean, a lot of those players on the Jets aren't going to be on a team regardless. I was going to say they're the Jets, dude. Like, those guys are going to be working at Home Depot in like six months. <laughs> like, but you know but what I'm like. All players had a chance to opt out if they wanted to before the season. So, like, seven or eight Patriots players did or something crazy number like that. So they had their options before the season. Now you're locked in. They're going to play no matter what. I I don't know about it. I think we we might have a break here. So... So you guys think we're we're playing through. I I kind of think that we're going to have maybe a two-week break, but... All right, let's put a shot on it, Ben. All right. (laughs) By what week? By uh, by the end of the, the season? Yeah, by the end of the season, if they don't have like a two week plus break, you lose. Okay. Does that be consecutive weeks, or can it be two separate weeks throughout the no, year? It's got to be consecutive. I'm saying consecutive, consecutive weeks. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm gonna put right. it on consecutive. So I want right. to get the parameters it, here. It's on. It's <laughs> on. All right, let's do this. All right, so we have our first decent Thursday night football game of the week. Um, I'm I'm stoked because I don't have to bore our listeners right in the get-go, man. Um, So we have Thursday night action. We've got two teams that are, I'm surprised, are sitting at 3-1. and We've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Chicago Bears. At this moment, Tampa Bay is the favorite here by six points. So, boys, are you ready for a decent Thursday night football game? Yeah. I mean, I I am, but I mean, I don't think this is as good of a game as good of a game as uh, these two teams' record is. Oh, absolutely! But let's look at what we had, you know, through week four of. Uh, hey, that Jets Broncos game was great. I mean, other than the Jets losing. Uh, I mean, bottom feeders, but what? Bottom feeders. <laughs> he, yeah, because he bet on it and he uh, he lost, right. lost lost one of his bets. Yeah. All right. So uh, so, what do you guys think about this one? We've got Tampa Bay and Chicago. Man, I like Chicago here, catching the six points. Um, I think this is kind of an easy bet. Tom Brady's actually 20th in total QBR this year. A lot of his uh, yards and um, and everything that he's compiled offensively have come against two pretty beat-up teams. I mean, Denver was, like, minus their entire defense, and obviously he lit them up. And then last week, um, the Chargers honestly should have won that game. That turnover, that fumble at the end of the first half when it was a 24-7 game made it 24-14 with the Buccaneers getting the ball at the start of the third. I really feel like Tampa Bay should have lost that game. I'm not really high on Tampa. You know I wasn't really high on Tampa to begin with this year. I just statistically, analytically, uh, you know, the Bears are fifth in DVOA and they're fourth in passing defense. And uh, the Bears are... 26 in passing and their 20th in rushing uh but tampa second rank rush defense and number two dvoa defense but they haven't really played that many players i mean they haven't really played that many great of teams so i kind of like the bears here catching the six points nick Foles owns tom brady he did it in the super bowl once he's gonna do it again on prime time thursday night football i don't really think they they might not win the game but they're definitely gonna cover the six points at home and Jordan, do you mind explaining what DVOA is? That's not a stat that I think a lot of people have been hearing. Uh, what, is that, what does that mean? DVOA takes into account all of uh, 
basically all of the accumulative stats and scoring based on time, uh, when the game is, if it's out of hand, let's say, right. like let's say it's a three touchdown game and a quarterback throws for two hundred yards when the game's out of reach, like Dak Prescott, like Dak Prescott, that hurts their that hurts the team's DVOA and it also it helps the defensive DVOA because obviously the defense is playing prevent, they're playing back, they're up three scores. So a team, uh, so DVOA kind of takes into account everything. And Tampa Bay is second in DVOA. The Bears are fifth in DVOA. The Bears pressure the quarterback really often. Tom Brady not good against the rush, obviously. And the Bears are one of the best rush. Uh, they're one of the best teams at getting after the quarterback. Yeah, I'm gonna jump in here before my time, James. Thanks for uh, for asking that. I definitely <laughs> yes. had to go look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought most listeners wouldn't know, so I had to jump in there. Yeah, yeah. When when three fourths of the crew doesn't know, yeah. There's a there's a great company called Football Outsiders, and they really break everything down from like a super analytical point where they like they break it down by, you know, like I said, what situation the game is in, if it's out of hand, like it really breaks it down. So. If you look at like a quarterback in yards per game, like Dak Prescott, he's playing down all the time, so obviously he's going to have a ton of yards, right? Exactly. Well, that's going to hurt his analytics because really he's not winning games. It's not leading to wins. He's just playing down so much. So no, they're down uh, by twenty plus, and he's getting them back in it. But you're still down right, by twenty boys, plus. All right, boys, let's get back to this game. Eddie Puddles, what are you thinking on this? Yeah, uh, the Bears tricked me yet again. I had them uh, marked down under uh, my best bets for last week. I thought Foles coming in to get a nice little boost into their uh, offense, which, I mean, I guess they did. 241 yards passing uh, beats their average of 196 they had the previous weeks without Foles. But, I mean, they only had 28 yards rushing. Like, you can't win in the NFL running the ball for 28 yards. Uh, Montgomery only saw the ball 10 times on the ground. That's, you just can't win that way. They have to get the running game involved, even if you're only getting one to two yards. You have to get the running game involved. Every team knows this. Um, the Foles is not yeah, the, the type Colts of quarterback. Are like, to... Colts are one of the best teams against the run. They're actually no, yeah, the I get it. The run. Yeah, but you still got to attempt James knows the run. all about him. Oh, he, he, was, he's, he was beasting last week. I was watching him specifically. He was getting after the quarterback quite often. Yeah, but, but, they're, whether you're but they're really stopping the run. Not, yeah, you still got to run it. I mean, if they know you're going to drop back and pass every play, they're just going to fucking pin their ears back and get to you, right? Um, and But at the end of the day, I do think Tampa Bay uh, covers this six points here. Their defense is really what I want to talk about, though, because they're seventh in the NFL in points, third in sacks, and third in INTs. They're just getting a lot of turnovers, dude. Uh, they're getting a lot of hits on the quarterback. And, again, I don't trust Foles yet. Uh, the offense for the Bears hasn't shown me any reason to trust them. Uh, and Brady looks the like he's getting, is, look uh, at getting who, involved. Look at who Tampa's defense is playing, though. Like, they played a Chargers offense with a beat-up offensive line. They had two missing offensive linemen and a rookie quarterback, and they still should have lost that game. And then they played the Broncos. So, I mean, they're playing up a lot of times. Um, and They also what, played how did the that Saints defense... week one. Yeah, but I mean, the Michael Saints Thomas. also lost to the Raiders a week later. So, you know... Yeah, but that, look at the circumstances of that game. That's like the home opener, and I'm not going to say the city because it's still be Oakland. Uh, but um, you know, like there's a lot of different circumstances for that game. They don't have Michael Thomas going into that game. You know what I mean? Like going into Week One, both teams were healthy, though. You know. Yeah, 
I think the I think my biggest takeaway from the Bears game last week, and I don't mean to like take too much time, but I think that my takeaway was that the Colts and Bears are like two top five defenses. Oh yeah. All right, Pedals, what do you got on this game? To me, what I'm looking at is who are the Bears? Are they the three and team that started, or are they a team that didn't look too great last week? You know, I will give the Colts credit. I believe their defense is ranked within the top three, yep. so I am willing to give them a break there. Foles didn't look too good, but he did look good the week before. Um, I think the line of being six is kind of high because I don't think the pay- not the I'm sorry the uh, in this case it is the Buccaneers. I don't think that they. I just don't think they look good enough. Brady's kind of a sitting duck in the pocket. Um, it's I'm yeah, it's a tough one for me. <laughs> I really was struggling with this one all day. Um, but I'm going to go with the Bears and give them the points here. I think that they, the defense can keep them in it. Uh, I think Foles will make some plays. I don't think they're as bad as what we saw last week, and I think that was more the Colts' defense than what we saw from the Bears. So I'm not going to bury the Bears just yet. If they do it again this week, the shovel might come out, but not yet. Bro, I, <laughs> yeah. The Cleo Max sucks too. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Oh, man. I think honestly, I uh, think the Colts have like a top five def- like one of the best defenses in the league for hands right, down. But we'll talk about the Colts defense when we get to the Colts. But I mean, <laughs> we've been we've been talking about this one, so I'm I'm gonna pass my time on this one, and I think we got to move to these not so prime. Well, who are you games. taking though, Ben, in the game? Uh, I don't. I'm not betting on this game. I think six is too big of a spread. Uh, we've I got a, a Bears team that has showed a, you know, a, a decent offense in those first three games, and we've got a Tampa Bay team who, you know, I, I think we should check Tom Brady's supplements that he's taken. Um, you know, I, <laughs> avocado, avocado toast. I mean, five touchdowns last week. It, it, that's it's not happening again this week. I do think it's going to be a fairly high scoring game. Um, I, I'd lean, I, I lean Tampa here. Um, I, I don't trust Foles. I don't. I, I think the Bears' offense continues to struggle. So, so Eddie, you're on Tampa too, right? Yeah, okay, I'm on the Bears. On Tampa, me and Puddles are on the Bears. Yeah. All right. All right. So, I mean, I, I like what I hear about that game. It's it's definitely a much better way to start off our week. And oh yes, you know, before we we uh, take you to the primetime games, let's uh, let's take a look at these not so primetime games. We're gonna split up taking uh, each of these for a hot minute. And uh, I've got this one with Jordan stacks on stacks on stacks lats. So let's do this. The first game we're going into is Carolina against Atlanta. Carolina. Is the under here with surprisingly with a two and two record? Um, you know, go against those zero and four Falcons. Uh, Jordan, what do you think about this game? Man, I'm gonna keep. I'm, I guess I'm gonna die on my sword with the Falcons this year, but I'm gonna take them minus two and a half. Uh, I know Carolina's coming off two wins, but they're 28th in defense DVOA. Uh, the Falcons have been in two games in which they've lost, which they really should have won. It took like historical losses for that they could easily be two and two as well green bay is actually my favorite team in the league uh i think they're the most well balanced so i'm not really going to give them that loss i think that green bay is just a much better team uh but i do like falcons laying the two and a half at home playing for dan quinn's job i think the falcons get it done all right um I know I said I was going to auto-fade Carolina um, until McCaffrey was back, but I think my auto-fade to Atlanta is a little bit stronger. Um, you know, even with McCaffrey out, their offenses, you know, both productions are are fairly close. Um, you know, Atlanta has put up those points, but they haven't proven anything to me. So I'm going to go underdog here, and I'm going to go Carolina by two and a half. 
Yeah, that's not a bad right. pick at all. So let's get into yeah, uh, let's get into the next. So let's get into the next game here. We got the Colts and the Browns. Should be an interesting one. Browns did look pretty good, but it was against a very very poor Dallas defense. Colts have actually looked way better than I anticipated this year. What do you think about the game, Eddie? Uh, yeah, the Browns were able to score against the worst defense in the league. <laughs> awesome! Wow. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't like that Chubb went down. Uh, you know that that really sucks because that was like the one-two punch I was talking about last week. But on the good news yep. though, the Browns did find out that Landry is the best quarterback on the team. So yep. uh, yeah, that's yeah. Why that was tight. <laughs> yeah. He actually you leads know? the league in passer rating right now. Right? right. One for one. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But, I mean, in seriousness, though, the Browns did spread the ball around well. You know, it looks like they're catching a little bit of, the, of a rhythm. But like we were talking about earlier, that Colts defense is phenomenal. I, I don't think Baker and the boys are able to control the game like they did last week against, you know, the Cowgirls. So um, I'm definitely going to lean Colts here, uh, giving three – you know, they could give six or seven, and they'd probably still win, even though Phillip Rivers is Phillip Rivers. Ooh, really? Really? Wow. It's a big number. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I'm on the Colts I just as well. That defense. I mean, they're right. You go from the Browns played a bottom five defense last week to playing a top five defense this week. I don't think they have much of a chance. I don't think what we is good for the Browns. They got to win. They look good. I don't think they're anywhere near as good as a team that I believe scored 49 points last week against. I don't know what their Dallas is ranked, but they got to be somewhere in the 30s for their defense. It's just terrible why the Colts are in that top three range. I don't think Baker's going to be able to get anything going, and the Colts have looked good, balanced offense. I'm on the Colts here. Yeah, I agree, man. And I agree. I think that's uh, an so easy one. Be, pretty much. Yeah, uh, so we're going to be moving on to uh, a game. You know, this is this the Chiefs and the Raiders. Um, you know, you got the Chiefs at home, 4-0, giving the Raiders 12 coming into Arrowhead. Um, Jordan, what are you thinking about this game? Uh, this is a tricky game because the last three games for these two, the Chiefs are 3-0 and and they're 3-0 and against the spread with a 27-point average victory. Um, however, the Chiefs are 29th against the run, and that's the strength of the Raiders' offense. The Raiders' offense really is uh, run heavy, and Josh Jacobs is the kind of back that can really beat down a defense and just tire them out. And I think that's honestly the Chiefs' weakness. The, the On the other hand, the Chiefs offense is obviously really great and the Raiders defense is bottom three in the league. So I expect this to be a high scoring game. I think if the Raiders can control the clock by running Josh Jacobs and controlling the ground game, I think the Raiders have a chance of covering the 12 points. So right now I lean Las Vegas plus 12. Yeah, it just depends. Right? If Trent Brown comes back and he's healthy and he's able to play, then I do think that the Raiders will get the plus 12. I don't think Carr will ever touch the ground. Um, the only problem is they don't have anything, any weapons on the outside. Hunter Renfro is back to being your number one weapon. Uh, I think the Chiefs win handily. Uh, but, again, just depends on Trent Brown uh, if he comes back in and is able to control that offensive line. All right. So, next game we got Arizona Cardinals 2-2 two and two versus – the Jets, probably the worst team in the league, catching seven. Uh, James, Puddles, where are you going with this one? There's not much to say. I've said it the last <laughs> two podcasts. The Jets are a joke. They don't belong, like I said, in the NFL, the XFL, the CFL. They don't belong anywhere. I don't even know if Darnold's going to play. I know he was been hurt. He's out. He's he is. Flacco's oh, playing. Oh, jeez, that's a real world beater right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe this line is only seven. Wow. Um Arizona. That's all I need to say. Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. 
Yeah, man, I'm with you. Arizona hasn't looked good for two games. The defenses look like total fucking dog shit. I think this is a total beautiful spot for Arizona to bounce back right here. Uh, Kyler, 13th in total QBR. That's really because he's been able to run the ball efficiently and scramble. Um, he really did not look good passing the ball the last two weeks. But I think this is a perfect bounce back spot for Arizona. Must win game to keep their season alive. Uh, I like Arizona minus seven here. We're on the same boat. Yeah, I, th- nothing- I don't think anyone disagrees with this one. I think it's no. That's what always scares me. Like when everyone agrees, town, it scares dude. me. There's just I'm surprised the line is so limited. Dude. Even the Jets agree with us, though. That's the problem. right. <laughs> Adam Gase is like yes. <laughs> so let's get into a more interesting game because that game is boring. Nobody cares about that. Let's get on to the Philadelphia Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Two Philly first Legr- place teams. Two first place teams. I was about to say that and you stole my yeah, thunder that's there. My bad. So, Philly get their huge win over the 49ers last week, and surprisingly, at 1-2-1, they are in first place in the NFC East, a division where you'll probably win seven games to get in the playoffs, and surprisingly, (laughs) they're going to have a home playoff game. What do you think here, Ben? Man, um, you know, I think that week off really helped Big Ben because we all know Big Ben's knees. Um, Yes, they were on a roll, and this is going to definitely kind of put a little bit of a, a hindrance in that, but... You know, he's, he's been it's outstanding this year. Seven TDs, 777 yards, and only one pick. And that's in three games. Um, you know, that that's that's high numbers for those yards and TDs. Um, I was really disappointed watching Philly last week, and uh, it's a degra- disgrace that the Niners lost. Um, you know, you even, with those, for that. even with those injuries, man. Um, you know, seven and a half, I'd normally go elsewhere, but uh, I'm, I'm easily taking this one on pit. Yeah, I'm with Pitt. I'm with Pitt here too. I still don't believe in the Eagles. I know they got it against the Niners, but Mullins looked terrible. He missed open receivers, threw picks. I mean, he hits. I believe it was to Kyle Uzcheck. If he hits that pass, the guy's running for a touchdown, and you could tell his confidence was shaken right after that. They probably should have benched him earlier and brought in a C.J. Beathard, who actually brought the team back in the game. But I still don't believe in uh, Wentz over there in Philly. I still don't think they're very good. I still got Pittsburgh. All right, so our Too next much game, agreeing today. I know. <laughs> oh, that, that's the, the bottom-ranked teams. But uh, let's right? talk about another bottom-ranked team. we got <laughs> the Rams going up against the Washington Football Club. We've got the Rams at 3-1, and one, Washington at 1-3. and three. Um, The Rams are pulling a nine-point spread. we got big news. we got Kyle Allen as our starter. Dwayne Haskins is moving not to the second, but to Finally. the third string wow. behind wow. A, um, Alex Smith. So... Uh, Jordan, what do you think about this game? Man, I love the Rams minus nine here. Uh, I think it's an easy bet. Flipper Allen, 13 fumbles, 17 interceptions last year. He loves to give the ball away going against a defense with Aaron Donald on the front and Jalen Ramsey in the back. I think the Rams defense gives the offense short field. McVay takes advantage. I like the Rams big here. I think they blow fucking Washington out of the fucking water. Easy. All right, I, I'm I'm gonna go a little bit different here. If if one thing happens, and that's if Chase Young plays, uh, he's questionable right now. Matter. But um, you know, I first off, I'm I'm scared as hell if uh, you know Allen Kyle Allen gets hurt and we actually see Alex Smith get on the field. Um, that <laughs> oh, man, 18 surgeries later, let's not go for number 19. Um, so yeah, if Chase Young plays, I'm gonna I'm gonna favor Washington on the spread here. If he doesn't, I'm I'm gonna push you know Rams. But I'll be I'll be making this bet on Monday morning or sorry Sunday morning. Yeah, I think a lot has to do with uh, Chase Young. But even though Ben, I don't I don't know, man. Like, yeah, 
Rams minus nine. Yeah, all right, moving on. We're going to get to the next game on the docket. We got the Ravens and the Bengals. The 3-1 and one Ravens taking on the 1-2-1 and one Bengals. Uh, Ravens giving 13.5 to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals actually look pretty good this year, though. I mean, all three games – or. All their games have been uh, one-score games, even their losses. Uh, but Burrow will be going up against a uh, pretty good defense, dynamic defense, maybe the best defense he's seen this year. Um, ben, what you thinking on this game? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a no-brainer here at 13.5 points. Um, you know, Burrow's coming off his, his first win of the season, but it was against a mediocre team. Um, you know, after posting two losses off of mediocre teams and a tie against a really bad Eagles team. Um, Ravens pasty is one of the, the worst in the league, but those dinks and dunks I'm not too worried about. It's Mixon that I'm worried about for um, for the Bengals, and you know Baltimore's run D has been on point, so I'll, I'll take the 13.5 points for the Ravens. Yeah, the Bengals' defense has actually been pretty solid this year overall. Um, you know, they're sixth in the league in uh, interceptions. Uh, this is the only problem is Lamar Jackson doesn't throw the ball more than seven yards downfield. So they probably won't have that opportunity to get those interceptions. Um, yeah, I kind of am going to lean towards the Bengals getting 13 and a half. That's just a lot of points to be getting. Um, yeah. So it's going to be my, like, upset special of the week, but I think I'm going to go with the Bengals uh, getting the 13. All right, I like it. Uh, all right, so we got the next game here, and damn it, I did get one of the shitty games of the week. We got Houston 0-4 <laughs> versus Jacksonville 1-3. Right now, the 0-4 Texans have a six-point, they're the six-point favor here. Um, Jordan, what are your thoughts on this game? Man, uh, I, I this is one of my favorite plays of the week. I think uh, when a guy like J.J. Watt, is arguing with your head coach and gets him fired. Like, I think there was a lot of discord in that locker room with that head coach. Now he's gone. I think this is a huge team moment. I think this team really rises up this week, playing a bad Jacksonville team, coming off a bad loss. Um, I really like Houston minus six here. Uh, I think they really come out and they play to say, fuck you to Bill O'Brien. And I think they win this game handily. Yeah, I, man, I think we're going to go the opposite way here. I think Houston may be going 0-5. Um, I'm looking at James Robinson to run all over the worst rush, rushing D in the league. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's much to say about this game, and I really like that uh, that you know six point under there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be taking Jacksonville to go two and three here. All right. Well, let's get into another bad football game against two teams in the <laughs> against two teams in the NFC least division. Two teams that are uh, we got the Giants and the Cowboys. Not a lot to say here. What do you think, you ready? I don't really care about this game at all. I'm right there with you. <laughs> like I don't even want to waste another second on it. If anyone else has something to say, go for it. I'm not. I'm done. Well, Cowboys I have something to say. Do they pull the nine and a half points? Cowboys by twenty. Well, do the do the Cowboys know how to play with a lead? They're only used to being down by twenty. So are they going to know how to play with a lead? I haven't seen that yet. I so actually, I'm actually, I'm actually I actually like the Giants here plus well, nine I, and a half. I agree with you, James. I like the Giants plus nine and a half as well. Uh, Giants are eleventh in defense. Dallas, a lot of their yards, like we've said earlier, have come when they're getting beat. So they're and, they're not really. We don't know how good of an offense they really are right now. And this is going to be a close game. And because it's going to be close, I like the Giants plus 9.5. Yeah, I'm right there with you. No one's going to watch the game. It doesn't even matter. 
Even yeah. Cowboys and Giants fans aren't going to watch the game. <laughs> They'll have it on the red zone while I'm watching. I'm sure they'll show a couple highlights. Absolutely. All right, let's move on. We got uh, San Francisco 49ers at home, 2-2, two and two, coming off a loss to the first-place Philadelphia Eagles against Miami, <laughs> who's 1-3, uh, coming off a loss against the Seahawks, plus 8.5. Where do you go in, Puddles? Um, did you, first of all, do you guys know if Jimmy G will be playing this Sunday, or is he still up in the air? I think it's still up He's in the air. He's rumored to be playing. He practiced today. Yeah. If Jimmy G plays, I like the Niners eight and a half. So I'm gonna—I guess I have to pick now. So I'm gonna go with the Niners. I think that Jimmy G can come back. I mean, Jimmy G's no world beater, but you've seen what Mullins. Uh, <laughs> at least Jimmy G can make th- throws to open receivers and you know make some plays. I think he would have hit that pass to Usechek over uh, over the last weekend, and they would have won um, against the Eagles, but that didn't work out. So, as a Niner fan, I'm hoping Jimmy G comes back. We need him. I'm not one of these Niner fans that thinks Mullins is the next greatest thing. I want Jimmy G back. No. Um, Jimmy G sucks, but he is better than Mullins. <laughs> that's and, my point. <laughs> and that's not saying much, but I, I'm agree. I'm in the greens with you. I do like, uh, uh, San Francisco here. Uh, Miami's 31st against the run. Obviously San Francisco top 10 rushing team. That's what, uh, you know, Kyle, uh, Kyle Shanahan loves to do. And if Jimmy G's there, he thrives off that play action. I like San Francisco here as well. Is, is Raheem Mosar going to be playing this weekend as well? I heard he's uh, up in the air as well. I didn't see any updates on him. I just saw that Jimmy G was practicing. Both were practicing today. But yeah, both practiced. Limited. Limited, yeah. That usually, so, If they're limited on Wednesday, though, that usually means they play. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they both play. Uh, that gets us uh, moving on over into the uh, last game uh, of the not so prime time games. Uh, we got New England uh, with Denver coming to town. New England two and two after that uh, interesting week that they had last week, and Denver coming off their first win of the year against the Jets. So I don't know if that even really counts. Uh, but uh, the only thing, the only thing really to mention on this game is that Belichick does not lose two games in a row. Um, Basically, I don't think the Broncos score more than 20 points this game. Uh, I'm definitely taking the Patriots, giving up the 11. And since 2010, Belichick is 24-10 and 10 against the spread after a loss with a 64% cover rate. This is easy, and you'll hear about this later on in the episode. Uh, ben, what's your thoughts on the game? And I'm, I'm pushing Broncos here. Um, I don't think it's going to be at 11 now that both Cam and Gilmore are going to be out. Um, you know, the you know, my betting site took this uh this game down to be honest so uh i i thought Rippin had a good first half last week and you know he's got that full week to prep for the game um you know i i really go back to something we mentioned earlier in the COVID. is how smart did those pats who opted out look you know they knew their team were kind of reckless and you know they they uh they didn't want to take that chance with it so um you know i'm I, without the full week of practice i'm i'm pushing denver here yeah, it'd be interesting if they even post the game. Like, I could definitely see them taking the game off the board. Um, that yep. sound like something reasonable. They have it. Most books right now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen the uh, yep. my local book yet. Do you like sports? Yeah. Do you like beer? 
Well, the perfect podcast exists for you. Tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lats. And me, Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix. Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info. Cool. So that is uh, the rundown of the, uh, you know, the 10 o'clock and 1 o'clock games or the 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock games, depending on where you're at. Uh, now we're moving on into our primetime games of the week. Uh, these are the games that uh, usually are the better games of the week. And starting it off is going to be the Buffalo Bills versus the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the Titans coming off a bye due to their wonderful COVID uh, adventures uh, that they had that we discussed earlier with the Bills coming off of a uh, big win against the Raiders on the road um ben what you uh, looking at for this game i mean to be honest I, I don't think this game's happening uh you know with two more players testing positive today uh, and their facilities are closed and we're probably going to be seeing more i think we you know we see a titans forfeit here um you know if they do play i'm pushing bills hard um you know too many starters or or kind of those second string guys to replace those starters for those few plays that are out um, you know, Josh Allen's going to eat up a normally good D, but, and there's a lot of D on that COVID list. So, um, I'm surprised that the bills are still unders here. Um, you know, but that's good for us betters. Uh, now this line, this line's off a lot of books. And even the last time I saw it on odd shark, it said, uh, eight and a half now. And it's going to okay. keep moving. Yeah. It's Buffalo keep moving. minus eight and a half, but a lot of books don't have it. Even they took it off right now. Yep. So I mean I I'm in agreement with you Ben like if the game does happen I mean I would definitely take the Bills I would take them like even all the way up to like 11 points um yeah. but I don't think this game is actually going to happen and it'll be interesting to see if they make Tennessee forfeit because they really were detrimental to their own team so if the if this game does play I like the Bills if it doesn't play we knew it wasn't going to play so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if they make a forfeit though. Like I don't, I just don't see the NFL doing that, right? Because a forfeit means they don't make. Well, that's two off weeks the game. in a row though. But they don't make they're money off the game. game. And the NFL, that, yeah, they're gonna play the game. Like the NFL will have. But that's like not. that's so that's so unfair to every other team. Like, dude, that they get two weeks off because they were they literally were reckless themselves. They went against the NFL protocol. They went against the rules, and you're basically I mean, punishing all the other teams. Yeah, so what do you do? Could, you take a draft pick them, from them? Yeah, they. No, they could just make them sign, you know, thirteen players off the street and make them play with that. That's your punishment enough. They'll get. You're they'll make get them have scab players before they don't play. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, for it gets sure. players hurt. I think it's more of a health issue because they don't want to. Because those dudes have all been around each other. That's why they're not playing the game. Is because they have like a massive outbreak, so they want to control the outbreak. So they're not going to let anybody yeah, if, from that organization play. Especially going into Tennessee too. Play- like yeah, if they were playing in Buffalo, I, it would yeah, be a little bit, a little bit easier to to think that they might play. But if I were at Buffalo Bills, I wouldn't want to go into a, a stadium where COVID's been rampant. Yep. Like, fuck no. Because you're risking two teams. If you risk two teams and then it spreads to other teams, dude, the season is fucking all but over. Yep. 
Yeah, but we knew coming in the yeah. season, everyone's taking a risk. You know, just playing all together is taking a risk. Being in the facilities every week is taking, you know, they're not playing in bubbles here. It's just not possible for football to play in a bubble, right? You couldn't do it. But they've been so, controlling it so well up until yeah, for three this whole weeks. I mean, three weeks. They've been controlling it for what, two or three weeks? No, but even dating back to training camp. What training camp? What? Did they there have was some... no training camp. They had, they had, yeah, they there was. They, camp. Still, they still had training all Zoom camp. Calls. They had Zoom calls. No, Zoom dude, calls, they, dude. They went to hey. their regular training camp. And the camp. training camps were in there, and they did kind of have a bubble because they were in their own home cities, their own stadium, their own area. Now you're telling these guys to travel right. all over to go to different airports and things like that. This virus, everything I've read, it's airborne. It's not airborne. I mean, you could be in a room, and it gets through the ventilation system and gets to somebody, you know? So you Baseball controlled it, though. Yeah, I was about to say. Please. That's baseball a, had a bunch of suspension. Remember the Marlins missed like or the Marlins missed yeah, like the first like fourteen one or two, games. Though. That's what yeah, I'm but saying. Then but they, then yeah, they but the difference down, with baseball is through the regular season, they were yeah, traveling. But the they difference have, with baseball they is, is they could play two games in a day. The double they had a lot of double headers this year to make up for the, games that were missed. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have to extend the season at all. They just made these guys play like twenty eight games in twelve days. Some teams played less than the sixty. You know, I don't think every team finished the whole sixty. To me, it's Bills. I mean, it's just – it's Bills. I mean, I'm, I know the Lions going to keep increasing, but the Titans just don't really have much of a chance coming – everything they're dealing with off of the field, uh, it's the Bills here for sure. Yeah, uh, I think that's with, punishment enough. Yeah, right? It's punishment enough. Like, the Patriots got punished having to travel and travel home the same day to play a game. So, they had no chance to win that game. Yep. Well, let's get into another little uh, Sunday night football. We got the Minnesota Vikings and the Seattle Seahawks. I think it should be an interesting one. I do think the Vikings are better than their 1-3 and record. I also think 4-0, Seattle gives up a lot of points. They look a lot like last year, a team that gives up a bunch of points and finds a way to win. What do you guys think here? I mean, shit, I'll, I'll start it off. I, I love this game, man. Russ is, and I love that Russ had a bad game last week, still posted 31 they won by eight, you know, 360 yards and, a, and two TDs. Like, Why did they finish in last place in fantasy? Yeah. I, but also, <laughs> you know, plus, when was the last time Russ had back-to-back off games? So, you know, I, I do love the way Cooks has been tearing up the defense. Um, you know, Cousins has caught back up with his touchdown to interception radio. So, you know, you know that he can't have that. I see two picks loading up in this game. Um so, and it's a beat up Seattle D. So I, I still see the two interceptions. Hmm. Yeah, Dalvin Cook's going to have a huge game, I think. Here, I mean, that's the only yeah. chance they have because if they're going to put it on Kirk Cousins' shoulders, they're not going to win. And I so uh, Seattle can if Seattle can problem, stop. Though, they if, have to. So if Seattle can stop the run even a little bit, you know, they're going to win. And the nine seems like a big number to me. So, and I can't. You know, with the Vikings not having much of a passing offense, I mean, I know Jefferson's look good, but they still don't have a quarterback. I don't like Cousins, never have, never will. So definitely, uh, that Seahawks minus nine line's looking pretty good to me. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings looked pretty good last week, though. Like, their offense looks like they're kind of clicking a little bit. I do like the fact that they're getting their receivers more involved. Like, Thielen had, I think, 130 yards last week, and Jefferson had another 100-yard game. Uh, He's looked phenomenal in his last two weeks. Um, Just the fact that they're trying to get the receivers involved. Cook's, you know, eating pretty much any situation he's getting 100 yards a game. Uh, I really like the Vikings' offense, and I think they're learning that they're going to have to beat teams with their offense. Their defense isn't going to do a thing. So 
the fact that they're going into weeks now knowing it's going to be a shootout, I think this is another form of a shootout. Uh, and I honestly think that the Vikings can do enough to cover the nine to, with the nine helping. So I am going to lean Minnesota here uh, getting the nine points. Yeah, man, I'm with you 100%. I like the Vikings catching nine. Zimmer covers six, over 60% of his games since he's been a head coach. Uh, he's 2-2 two and two ATS this season, coming off two covers. Um, Seattle's 29th against the pass, and the two highest-rated receivers, according to PFF, are Adam Thielen, number one, and Jefferson, number two. Kirk Cousins has been playing a lot better. Their defense is so banged up. I think Eddie's on point here. Um, I think that the offense now sees that they're going to have to carry this team. I think Kirk Cousins has put it on his shoulders. They have a well-balanced team. Uh, Seattle has only five sacks on this season, so they don't rush the quarterback at all. They're banged up, as you said, in the secondary. I like the Vikings receivers that have a big game. They may not win this game, but they're definitely going to cover plus nine. Yeah, I'm going to sound like the dumb guy in the room once again. I don't know what ATS is. I thought it was like an airport terminal service. So against you mind elaborating against the spread? <laughs> against the spread. spread. Come on, Jane. Come on, Puddles. <laughs> Come on, man. You just keep throwing out these terms, man. Not everybody That's... listening is going to know what that means off the top of their head. Nah, they are going to know it? it. They know. They are going to know because they're very intelligent listeners. All okay, right? I'm trying to get let everybody be feel included here. <laughs> All right. So ATS against the spread. PFS is PFF is pro football focused. They basically analyze a lot of different data too, um, and they've been like really big. They actually work with next gen stats on NFL and stuff. Anyways, let's move on to Monday Night Football. We got the Los Angeles Chargers plus seven and a half heading into New Orleans. This game might actually get moved to Los Angeles because of Hurricane Delta that's coming in. Um, but right now, the Saints are laying seven and a half. How do you guys see this one playing out? And I think the spread makes this game tough at seven and a half. Um, you know, I, I think the Saints yeah. could probably win it by a touchdown, but I'm not 100% on it. You know, Michael Thomas back is going to be a huge threat in that offense. And, I mean, Kamara has been lights, lights out, um, leading the team with rushing and receiving yards, and he's a he's a total threat. And... You know, with Eckler out, that's that's going to be tough for the Chargers. Um, you know, Tyrod Taylor first. Herbert isn't. You know, he's he's been impressive, but I don't think he's quite ready yet. So, I'm I'm pushing Saints here. Yeah, I think it's another game that gets decided just based on the injuries, right? Like yep. Eckler being out, Michael Thomas coming back. You know. Um, I mean, just having Michael Thomas on the field opens up everybody else. Uh, so they they can't put the double on, you know, Eckler. They can't cover Cook. I don't know if Cook's playing, but uh, he plays much better when Thomas is on the field. I think Eckler being out, though, for the next four to six weeks, uh, the guy to keep an eye out on if you need a running back with all those bye weeks coming up, uh, Joshua Kelly, if he might still be available on your waiver wires. If you need a running back this week, I'd definitely pick him up and start him. Uh, he's definitely going to be an RB2 going into this week. But as far as the betting goes, I just think that the Saints giving seven and a half isn't enough. Uh, they're healthier than the uh, Chargers. The Chargers haven't really looked that good in the last two weeks anyway. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with the Saints uh, giving up the seven and a half here. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, fuck. I, uh, I, shit. I probably lean. 
The Saints here. This is a tough game, dude. I lean yeah, oh, Saints absolutely. here, minus seven and a half. I, I kind of agree with the analysis of uh, Michael Thomas coming back. The Saints offense looked terrible the first two drives last week, and then they just went to a whole different level. And if that yeah. offense plays in this game, you know, I really like the Saints. The Chargers, however, rush the passer very well with uh, Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. And that kind of has been uh, Drew Brees' Achilles heel this season, kind of like Tom Brady. However, you know, Tampa was able to move the ball a little bit versus, you know, a lot of their points came off bad turnovers um, for the defense, but their offense did enough to put up over 25 points. So I am I like the Saints here. I lean the Saints minus seven and a half. I might Puddles, be the only guy that's you? on the Chargers here. <laughs> so, uh, that's just because Herbert's the quarterback, bro. Yeah, well, I, I, I like, I like that's what, it. all of that. that I, I'm biased because I do like Herbert, but I think their defense is good enough to keep them in the game. You know, I think Herbert can get a few touchdowns. Seven and a half is a big number. I mean, that's not, you know, that's over a touchdown. I, I think the Chargers can keep it close. I do think the Saints will win, but I, de- I like – yeah, I think it'll be like a three or four point win. I think that within that seven and a half, I think the Chargers can uh, keep close enough. Herbert can make enough plays in the passing game. Keenan Allen, and like Eddie said about that uh, running back Kelly, I believe he went to UCLA. I remember watching him at UCLA. He's he's a good player. Bro, and I he, think he fumbled can... with like 16 seconds in the second half at well, like the young. four yard line. He's young, man. Give him a break. Bro, you can't He's do that. He literally cost him that game, basically. Well, give the man a break. He had a bad game. I mean, I give now he knows he's going to be the guy coming into this week. Let's see what he can do. I think he can do enough. I think Herbert can do enough to He's keep him within that seven fumbles. and a half. If you said straight up, I'm going to pick the Saints. But if you're giving me seven and a half, I'm going to take the Chargers. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, it's seven and a half is tough. I mean, the number the number is so big that it, it leads me towards the Chargers. It's that hook of that half point. On yep. yeah, if it was like know, seven, it, it would be Vegas different. knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they know exactly what they're doing. All right, guys, that ends up the uh, games for the week here. Let's get into what we've been doing a couple weeks. Something that I might as well not be doing because I'm so terrible at it. Let's get into a little of the. Uh... <laughs> I mean, when we read the scores, you'll see that everybody's pretty even through two weeks, and I'm sitting in the in bottom of the barrel. Like, there's me. I'm I'm below the Earth's crust right now. How hey, bad they I'm call doing. it a comeback, man. Hey, I can get back right. into it. Let's. Uh, I did think first... about adding a defense just for puddles. <laughs> None well, of us I, would I, get I, one. Well, just puddles. What, what we were thinking. What we were thinking is letting me have two quarterbacks and everyone else have one. Just that's, yeah. and I still probably wouldn't win. Or just trying to get in the catch up. Yeah. Well. Right. Well, since I know I'll be picking number one once again, let's get it up to Goodell for pick number one. With the first pick. And with pick number one, I'm gonna pick. Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to have him ride me to my first win of the season, or my first third place finish, at least. <laughs> hey, hey, so so before we before we go on to this next pick, I do want to uh, to back it up a little bit, just so so all of our listeners know kind of where we're at. So last week we had Eddie with 71 points. He came in third. Um, I came in second with 72.72 <laughs> points. Then we had Jordan stacks on stacks on stacks as our winner with Let's 77.32. Yeah, thank God we don't have to listen to Eddie again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen, dude, I wanted to give you guys a break. One and, week break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we had Puddles with 57.3. So so overall, though, you know, looking at those. I had two players. How embarrassing, man. Looking, looking at the, our, our overall places, though, we're going to keep this running number for the uh, for the league. I won't go into the actual numbers yet, but Eddie, you're in first place here. 
Jordan, you're coming in second with this big win this week. I am right behind by .6 uh, in third, and then we got James. Uh, he's back there. So, uh, I'm all right. back there. So, 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 James, you took Mahomey uh, in Mahomey. this with the uh, the first pick. Eddie, you're gonna get the second pick. I'm going third, and then Jordan comes in fourth with this one. So, Eddie. All right, with the second pick, uh, we're just going to go back to Russell Wilson since I won with him first week. Now win with him this week. Oh, good luck. Okay, okay. Well, I am sick of getting second place here. Uh, last two weeks I got second, so I'm going to change it up a bit. I'm going to move away from our QBs in our first round, and I am going to go with the rushing and reception leader on his team, Alvin Kamara. The fourth pick, I'm going with my guy, Mr. K1, the captain, Kyler Murray. I like it. Hey, they're playing they're, the Jets, man. They're playing the Jets. Right. <laughs> That's, That's true. Money. That's true. Yeah. I mean, Maybe Drake will finally get over 50 yards this game. Round two, I'm going to swing it back, and I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs playing a bad rush defense in the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm gonna I'm gonna hope for uh, another 15 uh, 15 pass uh, or. 15 reception game out of uh, my boy Kittle. I know he'll probably only get about 10, but 10's still good. Probably get one. Ah. Uh, right. He's going to fucking pull a hammy in the first quarter. Oh, the defense uh, is hell going to be keen on him, though. Right. All right, so with my second pick in round two, I'm going to go with the old double dip, and I'm going to go with the locket here in for Seattle. So every time Wilson throws that touchdown, I'll be dancing twice. That's what I thought last Ooh. week, and that didn't happen. Yep. <laughs> but <laughs> but I have back-to-back picks, and I got. I'm gonna stick with that KC flair. I'm gonna go with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with my Ooh. second pick. Hold on, hold on, puddles. You just said it didn't work for you last week, but you're going with it <laughs> you again. Oh, don't don't worry, don't worry. I got a plan this draft. Don't all worry. right, all I right. Got a, I got a plan, and I'm gonna keep that flair. I'm gonna go with my next pick. I'm gonna go with Tyree Kill. What's the logic behind? What's the logic behind the triple this. dude? I'm I'm taking the best offense against the worst defense. The Raiders are a joke defensively. That secondary <laughs> couldn't cover a statue. And I'm just I'm just Here gonna pray. Shutout, I mean, the only thing that's gonna shutout. the only thing that could cost me is if the Chiefs somehow get COVID, and then I'm pretty much done. I got to hope. I don't know. I, I was pissed when Gilmore was trying to hug Mahomes. I'm like, get off my man, man. Come on. Uh, love it. Eddie, um, who are you taking? Uh, since apparently I can't take any player on the Chiefs, <laughs> uh, I will be uh, going with uh, someone who hasn't been drafted by anybody yet this year and go with uh, James Conner. I'm, uh, I'm going with my boy, DeAndre Hopkins. Another big week here. I'm going with a guy that none of us have taken all year. Second-ranked wide receiver, according to Pro Football Focus, Mr. Jefferson, Jefferson's house, taking him against the bad Seahawks D. Round four, um, bringing it back, going with the same logic with Josh Jacobs. I'm going to take Darren Waller, the best uh, receiver for Derek Carr. Uh, I like this to be a high-scoring game, so I like Waller here. All right, I gotta get a QB in. Um, I'm I'm going against the Giants here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Dak. Ooh, he, he's gotta have bold. a good good game. <laughs> what a gamble! Oh, yeah. Fuck. 
Elliot's going for 300 yards on the ground. Uh, either for me last week. So, guys, <laughs> so here's the thing. Anybody that puddles picks the week before, you should swoop them in the next week. Cause they're gonna go off. Oh, yeah, I'm like, the, uh, I'm like the curse here. Dude, I hope you are because then the Raiders will win on Sunday. Uh, so uh, with my la- fourth pick or my third pick, the third pick in the fourth round, going with a tight end. We're going to go with Austin Hooper in Cleveland, and uh, we'll find out, you know, if uh, they got some magic brewing up there. And since luckily he's on the board, I'm going to take Travis Kelsey with my fourth pick. <laughs> yeah, I tried to take Kelsey, and I got my Ted chewed on, so I had to switch my pick. Hey, I got a strategy here. Yeah, I, I want to take a wild guess of who you're picking next. Um, well, <laughs> y'all gotta, y'all gotta have to help me on the name, but with the theme, I'm gonna take the Kansas City kicker. <laughs> Butker. <laughs> oh, Butker. We said it last week. Butler. We Butler. Butker. Buckner. Butker. Oh, bu- oh, oh, okay. He's a kicker. I don't care. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep going with Will Lutz. Uh, he made he made five kicks kicks last week. Just sucked they were all extra points. But uh, yeah, I think he's gonna have more field goal opportunities. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the uh, Bullock here. They're going up against uh, the Ravens, so I don't think they're gonna be scoring any touchdowns here and uh, field goals all day. Yeah, I kind of have the same logic. I think that uh, Colts Browns game might be. Uh... Like a lot of field goals taken, so I'm gonna take the Colts kicker uh, Blankenship. All right, so that wraps up our week oh, in shit. fantasy sports. So, uh, so we'll see how these things go. And uh, man, puddles, I hope you don't have a COVID outbreak from Gilmore. And, uh, <laughs> no, I oh, don't do worry. No, 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 it's cool. I mean, it's gonna puddles, happen. I hope now you're in last place did. again. The, the, the Kansas right, dude, City puddles, baby. Let's go, dude. That's the greatest thing that you could. That's the greatest gift you could have given me. Is your curse on the Chiefs? All right. Oh All man, right. I'm 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 winning this week, man. I'm getting out of the gutter. Let's see, I want that minute. I want that minute to shine. All right, let's head into our best bets of the week. Uh, last week, I went two and zero, oh, held it down for y'all. Uh, Puddles went 1-0. He had a push with Pittsburgh not playing. Eddie went 1-2. He had the Bears losing. 1-1. Which... One one. Oh, 1-1. My bad. My bad. 1-1. He'll lose anyway this week. Just put it on there. He had uh, <laughs> he lost the game he went against me, so he should have known he was going to lose. And then Ben went 1-1 one one too, but uh, that was a tough loss with that Lions. I like that one too. So, you know, we got some wins under our belt last week. We're going to give some more winners out here. Um, keep riding puddles. I mean, he's hot right now. He's Three hot, and zero, hot, baby. Hot. So right. And I got, I got a couple doozies. He, he for may not know this a week. single thing about fantasy, but he can win you some money. I can. <laughs> that's what, that's what matters. I don't care about fake football. Let's well, puddles. Since you're, since you're the hottest, why don't you start us out this week? Well, Who I would love that, Jordan. Like? Thank you. I never get to start, so I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> So the first, I actually really love the Bengals plus 13 and a half here. I think that's a huge number, and I think Burrow's been playing pretty well. I mean, if the number wasn't 13 and a half, I probably wouldn't be touching this. But being that huge of a number, the Bengals have played well enough. They look cap- they look like a capable football team, and that's saying a lot for a lot of teams we've seen this year play. So I definitely like the Bengals. Uh, the other one, I'm just going to get the shovel out. I'm going to keep burying the Jets. You know, the deeper, the deeper, the deeper they go. I mean, they're just a joke of a franchise. There's nothing good about them. Darnold's not even going to play. Again, I think, I don't know if the line's changed, but last I checked, it's minus seven. I don't care if it's minus seven million. I'm going to take, I got Arizona. Seven million. 
Yeah, seven million, dude. I was I was worried about that's seven a lot. million. Seven, well, you know, it's not a lot when you're playing the Jets. That's that's up from last week or a couple of weeks ago when you said a million. Right. Only a the numbers the sum, numbers right. going to keep the numbers going to keep climbing. Yeah. So now the Flacco's in, we get another six million on there, huh? Yeah. All right, Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson, who are you taking? All right, so I'm still not too happy with that one and one. Gotta gotta bring it up, and uh, let's let's get back to to 500 this week with two wins. Um, so I didn't get a chance to talk about this one earlier, but uh, you know I I thought the Browns would have had a tough time with the Indy defense with Chubb playing, and now that Chubb's out, I think uh, I, I think that Colts defense is going to run the table here. Um, you know I I think I'd like this line probably up to to six and a half to be honest. Um, I'm off that Baker Mayfield train, so I'm going to go Colts by one and a half. And uh, for my second pick here, I think this spread is absolutely ridiculous. Um, yes, it's the Jags, and the Jags aren't great, but they're playing Houston here. I know I'm going to get some uh, some bad looks for this one. Um, after firing their coach and their GM, I, I mean, that's going to be tough. Um, you know, I know they're getting extra points for being at home. But there is no home field advantage this year, even if Texas allows their, what, 10 to 12,000 fans 20%, in the field. Yeah. It, it's in, insignificant there, so I'm, I'll am i be putting my money on this one. I like Jacksonville by six. Like, how how much does the, the betting world hate Bill O'Brien that, like, he gets fired and then his team's favored by six next week? It's probably a good thing he got fired, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, of course it's a good thing. I'm just saying, like, usually when a coach gets fired, the team's not favored the following week, you know? Yeah. Not too many. I mean, Brian's one of the worst. I mean, you, when you, I just still can't believe they traded Hopkins for a grocery bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got to get back on the winning train. I got one win last week. It felt good. And then the Bears played, and, uh, yeah, I didn't get much help there. Uh, so this week, I mentioned it earlier, I'm definitely going with the Pats here. That's even 11. I don't think Belichick has another loss. Uh, yeah, I don't see the Broncos having a chance in that game, so we're going Pats. Given 11 as of my first bet. And then second game, I don't know if they're going to play the game. You guys are mentioning forfeits, whatnot. If Buffalo forfeits, that counts as a win for me. Buffalo is the forfeit win. But I'm going Buffalo getting one or getting one and a half. No, it's uh, minus eight and a half now. Yeah, that line's it's minus changed. Minus eight and a half. Yeah, so yeah, yes, eight and a half points. I still don't, I still don't care. Buffalo's still winning that game. Uh, so yeah, that's how I feel about the Jets. Yeah, Buffalo minus eight and a half, minus ten and a half, minus twelve and a half doesn't matter. Twelve million, twelve million and a half. <laughs> Man, it's not the Jets, bro. <laughs> All right, uh, two games I like this week. I liked a different game, but I had to change it after listening to Bang because I wanted to fade somebody on the show. So I'm going Houston minus six. I think firing Bill O'Brien was good for that locker room. I think it might uh, get them up at least for a game. They aren't as bad as they've been playing, dude. Like, this is a team that won the division last year. They didn't lose a ton of players. They just obviously haven't been playing they lost for the DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, but they didn't lose a ton of players, dude. And Deshaun Watson's still a great quarterback. So, and J.J. Watt's a great defensive player. If J.J. Watt is arguing with your coach, dude, that says something. Like, that's not the kind of dude that does that. I like Houston. Lane six here. My second best bet of the week is going to be the Minnesota Vikings catching nine against the Seattle Seahawks. I really like Jefferson I like and Thielen to have big games. I think 
Minnesota's gonna definitely do enough to at least cover the game. So I like Minnesota here. Mike Zimmer, let's do it. Lock it up, plus nine. All right. Well, that was it, guys. Uh, thanks everyone for listening to the annexation of Puerto Rico podcast, and that is APR for short. So make sure you check out our website at www.taproomsports.com. I'm sorry, taproomsportspodcast.com slash APR. And check out all of our posts through the Taproom Sports Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All of those NFLs are coming through APR. So as we showcased Steady Eddie last week, um, you know we're going to give a little bit of our time to our winner of our fantasy draft. This week, Stacks on Stacks on Stacks took the competition by less than five points. It was a close one. But hey, a W is a W. So if you don't know, each week's winner gets a minute to rant while all of us other three have to bite our tongues and, and listen to their bullshit. So, Jordan, you are up and your minute starts now. All right. This week we're going to talk about one of the greatest basketball players to ever play this game. Top two, all time, not debatable, maybe top one. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. He's about to win his fourth ring on Friday, his fourth NBA Finals MVP, Mr. LeBron James Sr. It's time that everybody put some respect on this man's name. He has literally been making the finals for an entire decade. I mean, literally, a third of my life this guy has been in the NBA Finals. It's time we have to put some respect on my man's name. I'm tired of you guys saying, oh, he's not Michael Jordan, he's not this, he's not that. I mean, this guy, this man breathes wrong, and everyone's like, oh, my God, LeBron James, he can't breathe right. LeBron James, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Thank you. I'll see y'all next week. Uh, all right. Well, you know, LeBron I, I James do. Also oh, that's a good little NFL. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, but we were talking uh, figure skating earlier, so. You know, I, I do have to say to that that minute long, there is one person that does hope that 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 uh, series goes a little bit longer, and that's uh, Bronny James Jr. Um, <laughs> he's 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 praying for every single second through that to go a little bit longer. So he's sixteen. But anyways, man, let him live. Hey, we got some good fantasy picks. We got some good uh, best bets out there. Thank you everyone again for checking out this podcast. Also, make sure to check out that Taproom Sports podcast with Jordan and I that drops for your Monday morning commute. Um, I am Big Ball and Ben Larson. We've got Jordan. Stacks on stacks on stacks. The Lats. champ is here. Puddles. I'm winning fantasy. And our main man, Steady Eddie. Hey, James ain't winning shit. Oh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Go vote. Go vote.